You are now tuned in to Two Studs in a Pod with the dynamic duo of Blaze and Meech, a podcast giving you a candid glimpse into the world of super terrific uber dykes, but you can call us studs. This week, we're breaking down gender roles in the LGBTQ plus community, what part the hetero community plays in these designations, and the tasks usually attached to the role of studs, whether we want them or not. Now let's get into it. Meech, drop the beat. Two studs in a pod, beautiful people. You already know it's Blaze and the homie Meech. This week we're tackling the topic of gender roles, but before we get into all that, Meech, why don't you tell the listeners how the universe has been blessing you this week? Um, the universe has been real good to me. Closed on the house. All right. Yes. So y'all don't have to worry about hearing about that anymore. <laughs> the packing um, is done. <laughs> had a couple <laughs> beautiful days out here. In New York, you know, almost felt almost felt like a Florida winter. Oh, really? <laughs> and um, you know, just the usual catching up on some podcasts, um, reading some books. I finished the Seat of the Soul. Um, I picked up I, what is it called? The ten minute ten ten minutes of happiness or something like that. I can't remember. And I actually picked up the Dicks and Donuts book. <laughs> but uh that was a little difficult to get through. So I don't know if it was the the uploading it to a PDF version or the web version, but it was like it was just too hard. There was a lot of errors and stuff. So I tried to give it a chance, but I might have to ask Amazon for a refund. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, it is a little uh, a little rough to get through some of those typos, but you know I'm I haven't been able to make my way my way through through that at all. But congratulations on closing on the house. I know that's probably finally. Like finally, right? Like yes, it's a whole weight and a half off my shoulders. Yes, I'm glad to be be done with that. Um, well, as for me, my week has been uh pretty pretty good, easy going. I finally finally went on my vacation on my <laughs> on my cruise, so you guys don't have to hear about that anymore. So for maybe how awesome it was, uh, definitely had a good time with the wifey. Um, had a slight situation though when we got on the boat. I was missing a very important piece of luggage. <laughs> and of course it was the last one to be um last one of our bags to be brought um up to our floor. And the crazy thing is is I packed away my special friend <laughs> and protection in a a, a roll on cuz I thought I was going to take it with me. You know, I didn't put it in my book bag because I had all the snacks and stuff in my, my book bag. <laughs> and so I thought I was going to take this with me because that's what we did the last time. But wifey had other plans. So what we did was check most of our stuff because once you get on the, like the first thing when you get on the boat, um, you either have to take it all with you for a few hours because your room's not ready as soon as you get on the boat or you have to, uh, you know, have them, have them check it. So she was like, oh, she doesn't want to be carrying around all this stuff the last minute so we ended up checking it and in this bag i had like my important important sneakers and that you know what i'm saying like because i thought i was gonna be keeping it with me my yeezys were in there brand new yes um um, brand new uh royal ones were tucked away in there and i was just ready to like you know (laughs) keep them with me so to let them go that was a little nerve-wracking 
but um, I did find it. I mean, I was going up and down that hallway looking for this bag. I'm like, of all the bags, why is this the one bag I can't find? So up and down, up and down. I was getting nervous and she was laughing at me. I'm like, but this bag is very important. Okay. It has like <laughs> all the good stuff in it. <laughs> so, but other than that, I mean, the cruise was awesome. We uh, got, got lit and we realized that we're day drinkers now. We can't be doing that party all night stuff. <laughs> that stuff was not that was for the birds day drinking but, is fun yes we drank too much during the day to even try to stay up for some of the nights yeah you know you hit that but, age. <laughs> like we're getting old but and we were um safe from the coronavirus because we brought our own uh lysol and all that good stuff with us down to toilet paper <laughs> so Yes, a very good time, and now the cruise is done, and on to the next thing. Still trying to keep uh, working out and get back into work, because you know what happens after you go on vacation when you come back those first couple of days. The emails are, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, But as an added bonus this week, we're welcoming in a special guest to the podcast. And, Meech, I'm going to hand this intro off to you. Ladies and gentle boys. On this week's episode of Two Studs in a Pod, <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to my favorite, not so crazy girlfriend, Edie. Edie, say what's up to the people. Hi, podcast people. Hey. Hey. That's the podcast people. <laughs> That's the podcast people say hey. Welcome, Edie, to the podcast. Uh, obviously, another special guest that has decided to join us here in Two Studs World. Um, well, before we get into our gender-specific roles, uh, let's get a foundation on what gender technically is. Um, according to Webster Dictionary, uh, gender is, refers to either of the two sexes when considered in combination with the cultural and social differences that they have. Uh, not so much being their biological uh, gender. Uh, nowadays, is also commonly known as a social construct. At least that's what I hear the young kids calling it these days, a social construct, uh, since it's basically an understanding of what males and females are supposed to be and not what we are now seeing. Everybody is more of a, or a lot of people have more of a fluid situation going on, maybe not so uh, black and white as it has once uh, been described. Um, I don't know, Edie, Meech, what is your uh, understanding of gender as it pertains to like different roles? <laughs> Tell them how you really feel. First of all, no, I I don't agree with gender roles. Like, why should there have to be gender roles within our community? I know that it's always been. You know, somebody should be seen as like the male or the masculine version, and then there there needs to be a more feminine visual, I guess. Mm-hmm. But we're not all like that, so I don't I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think anybody should fall into a particular box. I think it's just been like that since the beginning of time, and. I get that, you know, there are, I guess, expectations or it's it's just what people know. 
you know, mm-hmm. to a male mm-hmm. to do certain things and a female to do certain things. But I know men that, you know, don't do things. Like I know men that are scared of spiders, you know, and I know men that cook right. and clean, you know, so I don't, I don't really care for gender roles. You know, I feel like nowadays everybody does everything. I don't think you should be put into a box. I feel I, I agree, especially like when it comes to um, the LGBTQ plus and everything else um, community, uh, especially since all, a lot of people in, that, in our community believe that it is a spectrum and that they don't fall into one specific, specific, um, like you say, box, you know, or one specific role per se. And that there but there still are gender roles within the community, whether um we want to accept them or not i think because it is so ingrained in us from like you said the beginning of time that it kind of it kind of is because you do have like the mask femme role especially when you have a stud in a femme or a butch in a femme or um you know or and then you have the femme femme what you know they're both femme so they both have i guess you would say similar uh or the same gender roles but how does that break down when you're in a femme and femme relationship? Because like, you know, like we would think like a mask and femme, the mask is going to, like you say, kill the spiders. Right. <laughs> so who in, the, in the femme femme relationship, who's killing the spider? <laughs> you know? Right. I, I know, I know like femme women who've tried to date feminine women and they just can't do it. They're like, you know, they have to share the bathroom and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, there's really, that's just being selfish. <laughs> they both gotta wait to put on their makeup and things like that. But so you get a double vanity. I guess. I mean, if you have you ever dated a feminine woman? No, I don't want to. Why? Because I'm not sharing my clothes. Exactly. I'm being selfish, though. <laughs> but that's just being selfish. I don't. I don't think it that that qualifies. <laughs> I think it's just in in who you want to be with. But I think when it's, I mean, what can you say when it's too masculine masculine looking females get together? What do you, I mean, what do you do then? Like, who's wearing the extra pants? Right. See, but the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and who's the one that has to take out the garbage in that case? Right. You know what I'm saying? Who's like, the one that's cooking and right. who's the one that's, you know... Right, but, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a thing. But it makes it makes me wonder too when I when I see like gender roles, especially in our community, like why do we feel the need to place ourselves or conform to those roles that we've seen used typically with heterosexual, you know, heterosexuals and heteronormative roles in the community? Yes, understanding that we grew up and we we've seen them, but we are still gay. You know, we're still our own people and we strive to not exactly be like them but it feels like maybe we not in a us versus they but you know we're just different we are different our roles are different it's not what's normal for them isn't normal for us and but why do we strive to create that normalcy or that feeling of normalcy because even with mask and mask uh relationships and like um and even with guys there is sometimes they may look the same, but they're one of them has the more is more dominant, I guess. I think it's just it just goes back to um, it always being a taboo thing. I think 
it's just so stuck with us because, you know, our older generation um, just wanted to be accepted. So I think by showing, you know, the, the masculine role and feminine role was just probably easier for other people to kind of accept it or digest it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or like make it seem maybe, real. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. understand yeah. it better. So, and I think yeah. it just unfortunately stuck. So now that's what people look for. That's what people expect for us to look like. Good perspective. Babe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that, um, like, I, well, I, I, from my observation, at least how I feel, I'm just wondering how you guys feel about it. Um, do you think that like stud femme or like a mask femme type of relationship is more apt to follow gender roles or the, you know, the normal gender roles when we think of them um, as far as a uh, mask femme versus mask mask or a femme femme relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, I think we even talked about it on the first episode. Like, it's just, we do what we're used to or what we've seen growing up that masculine presenting people do, you know, like men or dads or mm-hmm. other men in our lives, just in general, mm-hmm. you know, so we do, you know, we take out the garbage, you know, when, when we're at a restaurant, they do bring us the bill, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we dress more masculine. So that's, it's just easier to take it on that way. But not, you know, like I still cook, like, I was right, you know, my mama raised me to cook and clean. Like, it doesn't take away from the things that I learned, you know, just growing up. Like, I'm not, you know, I mean, maybe some women don't cook, but there are still some men that do cook. Like, my uncle was the chef in the house, you know? So, I don't know. I just think it, it's easier, yeah, because you have, you know, a stud and a femme, and then, you know, the stud usually tends to do, be the one putting things together and, Mm-hmm. you know going to get the car washed or washing the car and doing stuff like that putting gas in the car whatever it is you know and then the family is usually the one that's you know cooking or taking care of the kids or for the most part getting my nails done yeah getting my nails done you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like a, I, I do get manicures and pedicures I'm like, like I, I, I can understand that um like I think our generation may be more so then, like, even our parents' generation has blurred the lines of gender roles even, even more so. Because, like, you like you said, like, I go and I like to get my uh, pedicure and, and a manicure. I mean, I don't necessarily want my toes painted or I'm not getting gel or acrylics or I don't even know if those are the same things, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> doing that. But I do, like, you know, especially before a big event or something like that, like, I don't want to I want to get done up like that too. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't just don't paint it my nails. That's yeah, awesome. just want to make sure they clean and they right. And even more so, like not even just amongst LGBTQ plus community, even um, straight people. Like my my homeboy, he um, him and his wife, they have two kids, and he feeds the his kids. He bathes his kids. You know, like things that maybe his father. I mean, he, he told me before that, like, he told his dad, like, I need to hang up with you because I need to go give my, my daughter a bath. And his dad was like, what do you mean? Like, that's your wife's job, basically. And he's like, no, bro, like, this is my kid. And I want to go take care of my responsibility. It's not only her job. Like, she works, too. You know, like, we both work, and these are our kids. So it's my turn to give the bath. And 
to his dad, that was mind-boggling. But to him, like that that gender role of the mom being the one to take care of the kids in that manner just was like not, you know, he was like, I don't see it like that. These are our kids. So I think in that in that respect, um, it's just our generation is blurring uh, gender role at the same time. I think our our generation is uh, not necessarily softer. I don't I don't think that's a good word, <laughs> but <laughs> we are definitely more open with our feelings, and mm. where we tend to um, help me help me with the words, we tend to be more open. Be more vocal, maybe, and be more open. Ourselves. Be more loving. Like you know, the now is the thing. Like it's okay for a man to cry. Like men cry, or it's okay to show that you love so somebody by that. saying that you love them, giving them a hug. And I think our our generation is is really trying to like break that that notion that you know only the masculine role is supposed to play a certain role and the female role is supposed to only play a certain role like i think we we and everybody after us are are kind of breaking that that cycle yeah. so that it's it's not like that anymore cuz there's definitely i mean i was kind of raised to be you know since i'm the oldest you know take out the trash clean up and do this and do that yeah i was taught how to cook and clean and take care of their siblings. But at the same time, I was also raised to take care of myself. Right. Right. More independent. Right. 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 Women, I guess, aren't so much being raised to get married and have a man take care of you, but being raised to be more independent. And I think that that's just natural in a lesbian relationship. No, Mm -hmm. that's not natural. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I think about it, there are some femmes that just want to be taken care of. There are. I mean, you know, that's a given, though. That you know, I still feel like you know there are some some out there that. But there's some studs that want to be taken care of too. That you know. Yeah, that's true. I just don't. I don't understand that, and I think, um, like my where I find myself being stuck in a gender role is like, uh, the the man making more like working always and making the money and and being being like that like i find myself struggling with that not in my own relationship but just like family connections in their situation no i'm trying to find a sugar mama (laughs) (laughs) but it's easy to get um stuck in like what what you think a person should be be based off of their based off of their their gender and and we're learning that masculinity doesn't mean like you said like it's okay for a masculine person whether a stud or or a man to cry like studs especially if they're hyper masculine for whatever really uh, reason feel like they not supposed to cry you know just like you tell tell a dude that he's not supposed to cry you know butch up and things like that like these are things that we've heard right like you're not supposed to people do that i guess so yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay i don't know i mean i'm it'd be be, uh i'd be curious to know if any of our listeners are in a stud for stud or a masculine masculine relationship if the gender roles matter or if they change or that's how big are they right yeah like is it delegated like you cook (laughs) i clean this week or you know like (laughs) how does that work I mean, I've you know I've heard from my feminine friends about trying, but I don't really know any uh, 
masculine for masculine females out there. Not, um, at least not of color. I've known several uh, not of color ones. Yeah, it's true. You know, you see that in other uh, cultures, I guess. A little bit right. More it seems than... like they're more, I guess, more gender non-conforming people than, um, you know, so they definitely wouldn't have uh, a gender role uh, aspect to their relationship. At least I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. Would you like mm-hmm. people who are gender non-conforming like they don't feel like they're either one or the other then in their house? It really doesn't matter who takes out the garbage or who who plunges the toilet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I don't want to share my basketball shorts and shit. Like you said, you don't want to share your clothes. Right. <laughs> nah, Even though I did have this days. one girlfriend one time that she loved to wear my basketball shorts and she was she was feminine, of course, obviously. But she still she loved to wear my basketball shorts. And I that was only slightly annoying. <laughs> because yeah. You go it's through them faster like either way. Like they take our clothes in general. These are comfortable. We need those. <laughs> well, the hoodie thing is just like that's for that's a that's a never ending situation. And then you walk out I, the house looking crazy in my large basketball shorts. But like, I'm warm. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely not going to play ball. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and roles are just roles are just uh funny, you know? It's it's similar to like what we what we were talking about last time about labels and like they put you they end up putting you in a box that you don't necessarily uh want to be in or feel like you fit in at all or at least completely. And that's part of the the, the problem with uh with gender roles, especially when you're a stud because then you get delegated delegated to doing certain certain tasks. Like having to you know you you are the one to take out the garbage or the bill does automatically come to you like we've said several times <laughs> and um you know that urge to want to carry all the groceries in on one trip is definitely <laughs> is definitely there so your strength yes um so you know that's part of the i guess that's part of the role but roles also, I don't know, it seems to me like you're like you're playing a role instead of maybe like being yourself. I, I don't know if you've ever felt like that when they use the term like role or gender role. Um, you know, I've, I've just always been myself because I've always done like both like masculine things. And like I said, I grew up cooking like I grew up in a West Indian household. Everybody had to cook, you know. Right. Right. So I grew up cooking and like I like clean like I like cleanliness. So I clean. You know, I know how to do laundry. Like those things I don't feel like are um, specific to a role. Mm. And then, you know, me just wanting to work on cars and stuff was just because I was interested in it. Like I didn't do it because I felt like it was a masculine thing. Right, right, right. So. Like, I don't know that I'm gender non-conforming or gender conforming. If you look at like the official. uh, Right definitions of of each of those things because there are certain things about me that you would say are more feminine and then other things that are just inherently more masculine about me that I can't I I don't I can't do anything about about that because I'm like you said I'm just being myself and if that's a little more masculine then or a little more feminine like even you know wifey she gets on me sometimes and likes to poke fun at me about some of the things she's like you're the most girly boy I know (laughs) (laughs) 
I get that over here too. <laughs> I'm like, but I can't, I'm still a woman. You know what I'm saying? Right. So those things that are still are inherent about being a woman. I still am those things too. I always just like to think of myself as the best of both worlds. So, but I think that there are some women and I think maybe you could speak to that, that really just don't have any feminine qualities to them. <laughs> Right? Are you talking about me? No. Oh, damn. About, like, your exes. Oh, the others. <laughs> yes, well, the others, yeah, especially the last one. She was she was definitely on that I I am like the masculine person in the relationship. I am going to take care of house. I am going to do this and do that and she she definitely played that I'm the man in the relationship role to the max over the top. And, you know, I think for me, what, where we kind of clashed is um, it was kind of overbearing and the times that I needed her to like, just back back (laughs) and let me handle certain situations. um, She just, she just wouldn't cause she just had to be the one to, to have that kind of control over it per se. So we definitely clashed at certain points on on certain things with that. Um, she was definitely not girly in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. <laughs> she was, you know, we had our, our moments, but either way, she's still she's still an ex. <laughs> we, we, it just didn't work. It, yeah. just, it really just didn't work. But then, like, in that, I mean, I can't speak on it because I don't really know the situation, but in that aspect of it, I feel like then maybe the person is playing a role. Right. They're not just being themselves, you know? Right, right. And I wonder how much, um, like, culture has to do with um, playing a role because certain cultures, like, specifically Latin, are hyper-masculine. Like, their their men are even hyper-masculine, or at least known to be, you know, throughout this time. and. Speaking of someone who had a, a Latin father, I don't know, like the hyper-masculinity that, <laughs> that can um, live inside of them. And like in Ireland, men too, you know, like something about the Caribbean and God help you if they're short, then you got another problem. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so I wonder if um, culturally, you know, even, even within us as um, studs, like if you feel uh, because of, like you're a Latin stud and so now you're more masculine, are you going to be even more hyper-masculine because it's just something that is, you know, part of your culture. You really possibly have seen that throughout your life and expressed in that and expressed in that way or that role played in that way. So you feel like that's how you're supposed to play that role versus just being yourself. No, I definitely think so. I think it's just, just in general for us, it's it's definitely a stigma like it has to be known like who plays what role mm. like you you know even in lesbian community yeah you see the the feminine uh, like feminine femme relationships but it's 80 percent studded femme like there there has to be somebody playing that role and you know i know that not everybody thinks that way it's just what we all kind of fall into right in a, in a sense, but I know I personally have not seen two Hispanic studs together. Never. I've never seen it. 
Yeah, no, I don't think. I don't think I've seen any studs together other than when I Googled it. <laughs> but that's but I think in general that that's still a stigma within the minority community. Right. Because I've had conversations before with, you know, my other friends and things like that. And their main reason is, you know, I'm a stud. What do I look like dating another stud? Hmm. I need a female. But hello. There's <laughs> a female over there too, but it's just there is the roles are over height and I think that's that's where the walls kind of clash yeah I think it's a little bit more than just the roles though because like I said like I'm attracted to a feminine woman like the way she dresses the way she does her hair you know like the way you know she carries herself and like that's what I'm attracted to like I don't I'm not attracted to somebody that looks like me right right no matter what, like, yeah, like, I felt like even if, if you know, she dressed fem- feminine, but her role within the relationship was more masculine with the understanding of what we've grown to know as being masculine, like she makes more money or she makes you know, like most of the decisions within the relationship, um, things, things of that nature where you, we would normally think like that would be the man, right. Or the masculine person in a relationship, even if she is feminine and she does wear heels and she does this, you know, like wear makeup and get her hair did and, you know, get acrylics or gels or whatever you call it. And those type of things, (laughs) then I think that, that, um, that's the thing, like to be attracted to a person, to be attracted to a person, uh, if she's feminine, no matter what her role may be, depending on whether it's masculine or feminine, but at least to me, that's how that's how I. Would yeah, say. I mean, I guess it makes sense because you, like you said, like you would cook and clean, but that's not. Um, I, I don't remember what I was gonna walk around the house like, <laughs> looking like Lucy, you know, yeah. in like a fucking house dress or something, you know. <laughs> With my little duster walking around. <laughs> That's what kids are for. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why you got to try not to get caught up in 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 roles. Like, I even find myself doing that. Like, I'm like, why am I vacuuming? Why am I doing this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the stud, but this is our shit. You know, it's not just her shit and my shit. This is our shit, so we should keep it together. You know, like who, who doesn't matter whether that she wears heels. So that means she got to cook every night because she wears heels and I wear pants. I don't want them to bring me the bill every time because I'm wearing (laughs) pants, but she, (laughs) but she can cook every night because she's wearing heels. Right. So it's, that's the thing about roles is they work both ways. Yeah. It's time for two Benny peas in the pod, the portion of the podcast where we share and answer some of the questions and comments we've received from our listeners. Now let's get into it. Question. Our question today comes from Carissa. Her question is, I've been in an on-again, off-again relationship with this stud for over three and a half years. Every time we've broken up, it's because I feel like she pushes me away. But honestly, I never really wanted to break up. Even though I felt like that I've tried to just fall back every time, and as soon as I do, she pops back up into my life. She'll call repeatedly until I give in. We end up spending time again, and I find myself falling back in love all over again. 
Recently, she asked me to come spend the night with her. I told her I would because I still love her and told her I wanted to work it out between us so that we could be together. When we talk about it on the phone, she seems ready. But then when time comes, she is real hesitant to let go of our past issues and whatever else she has going on. She says she's not into into anyone or sexting with anyone else, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I think you should take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Could take a nap by yourself. Um, It just sounds like, I think there are more it's there's obviously more to the story that than we got but just by by what i've heard i think there there should honestly be a break between her and the other person and then you need some time to heal people really do need time for yourself you got to be selfish (laughs) be selfish with yourself and give yourself that time to heal because you can't. This emotional roller coaster is not healthy. It's right, not three and a half years for either for either person. It's not healthy. So sometimes somebody got to put their foot down and and just really tell the the person no. You no. Why am I going to keep playing games with somebody that does not want to be with me? If we end it for a reason, it needs to be done. Hmm. Go. Go find yourself somewhere else, and I'm going to go find myself in my place and be done with it. Are you finished or are you done? <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, like, it, to me, it sounds like the study's playing games. Um, if I was shorty, I would just be done, move on, focus on myself. And if it's meant to be, you know, y'all will find your way back to each other. But after three and a half years... Like, you know, you you know that you didn't want this or else you want to broke up with me, you know, and then you only want to come around. You know, like, it, it just doesn't sound right. It sounds like it sounds like she only comes back when she broke up. With right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it sounds a little fishy, like and very convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're, you're the one. She knows you're always going to be there. So she's always going to come back to you whenever she's feeling froggy, you know, like. I, I think that uh, you should move on and I think you should focus on yourself and, you know, once you take care of yourself, then you'll find somebody who really wants to be with you and is willing to, you know, work, dedicate themselves to the relationship and work on it together, not play games. And I must say that I agree with you both, especially after three and a half years and the on again, off again thing, like that roller coaster crap, that shit is no fun for for you specifically like you don't know what kind of fun she's having on the other side of her her roller coaster because she's the one who keeps being okay and pushing you away or seemingly pushing you away and then you know when whatever goes bad what she has going on now she's ready to come back and you know time is our most valuable asset on this earth so you're just giving your time away to this this stud that doesn't appear to deserve it especially if she's not willing to, you know, put the time and effort in that you're so willing to give her repeatedly again and again. And who's to say she's not into someone or not sexting anybody. I mean, there's just too much uh, that anybody can get into and be lying about to trust them. I mean, people still getting catfished (laughs) in 2020. Okay. Just tell them you got the coronavirus and you can't come over. 
but for real, like you need to, um, you're going to have to find another plan shorty. You really need to move on from this situation. And we hope you find the strength and the courage to move on and make your way into happier times and leave this stud alone. I mean, I don't want to be a hater, but you got to protect yourself, protect your neck. And on that note, <laughs> um, you already know if you need a little more stud in your life, you can find us on IG and Twitter at two studs in a pod. That's where you'll find some of our stud related content. Uh, please feel free to send us any and all feedback you have on the podcast or future topic ideas you would like us to cover. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can slide in the DMs or shoot us an email at two studs in a pod at gmail.com. That's T-W-O studs in a pod at gmail.com. Please note that we may select your question or comment to share on an upcoming episode. You can find two studs in a pod on podcast platforms everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And with that, we say that gratitude is always the attitude. So we want to say thank you for lending us your ear. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.